On today's Tell Me More episode, we have a top 1,000 birder in the nation and friend of the podcast, Robert Mako. Mako has been chasing birds his entire life and offers us a glimpse into this niche culture. We're excited to learn a lot more about this healthy hobby that he says can be rewarding even as you drive around a busy city. You just have to look up. This is Tell Me What You Know. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Tell Me More. Today, we are super lucky to have in studio a good friend of the podcast, Robert Mako, a bird watcher, a birder, if you will. Robert, say hello. Introduce hello, hello. yourself. Hello. Hi. My name is Robert Mako. I work for the National Park Service, but I'm a bird watcher at heart. Big fan of the show. Thank you guys for having me on today. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, coming. Thanks for coming. I, I now... I uh, made Swedish or Finnish friends after I talked to them about the hobby horse revolution. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And I am a Twitch fan as well now. I, I now you watch people play video games. It's awesome. Yeah, it's morning. great. It's yeah. better than, than television almost, I think. Well, I, he is actually a, a listener of the show, which is great. Yeah, it's yeah awesome to have you here. <laughs> I, I'm glad you like the hobby horse revolution. I still keep going back to the hobby horse revolution and what they're doing over there with that, that crazy You know, horse. I feel like that episode came too early for us. I yeah, a lot of people I, missed yeah, that one. It was a good one. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to it, I Maybe we'll find a, a hobby horse rider to bring onto the show sometime. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of darts. That's why that was the yeah. first one I clicked on. Okay. And I didn't want to skip over the first half. So out of respect, I listened to the whole thing. Thank you, man. I, appreciate it. I actually was choosing topics I could send to somebody who I knew would actually listen. And darts was one I was going to send to you. Right. <laughs> so you were halfway just influencing our show without even knowing it. <laughs> it's like, how do I get Mako to listen to the show? That's right. I'll choose darts. There you go. Fast forward a bit. And, and, then, and now I was like, how do I get Mako on the show? I'll choose bird watching. <laughs> Excellent. What did you think of the episode? How did I cover it? What do you? What, what do you did think? he get wrong? Yeah. Well, Michael, first I thought we were friends, and this is how you open up the show. <laughs> let, let me play this for the audience. Go to kind of a zany topic here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I laugh at a zany topic. I see how it it's is. Kind of zany. It's a, it's definitely. I knew he was going to think it was funny. Yeah. I mean, just it's just like oh, I can't. I, Sometimes it's, it's you think of these topics that are so off, like just out of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I literally the whole thing is, what do you know about it? And I was like, I don't know anything oh, other than the guy that played golf with one time is a bird watcher. He's a birder. My, do you my, refer to yourself as a bird watcher or a birder? It's a birder, right? Uh, uh, both, okay. both. And okay. if you recall, when we were bird watching, uh, when we were golfing, yes, uh, we sec- were golfing. You were bird watching. <laughs> I, I was bird watching <laughs> on the second hole at East Potomac. Uh, we heard a least flycatcher, which is a incredibly good bird to get yeah yeah i do remember that and then i remember i think brian just going into a rant about oh yeah. here he goes again talking about birds yeah. i was like oh that's pretty cool you can brian. just like you saw it or you heard it you heard it i'm oh, sorry willow flycatcher willow, willow flycatcher fly fly okay. they both look the same okay all yeah. right well to the untrained eye <laughs> you know i actually learned some stuff from michael he really got into the history of burden too i i find it hard to believe there's 66 million people that like the hobby mm. but it's honestly i was i was really taken aback by how much I, I got out of like just doing the research. I was and like, then, oh, this is kind of cool. And, and then when you two were giggling about the, the sought after birds, I yeah. was, as you listen, I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Atlantic puffin. Yeah. I went on a tour about right to get that bird. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a crazy bird. I went to the desert of Arizona for. How, yeah. how many trips have you gone on just for bird watching? Like to get, to get a, a bird that is tough to get. Oh, five, five to 10 a year. Really? Oh, wow. From, from day trips to, to plane rides and long car rides and hikes just for a single species that's only found by this certain lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Is this something that you're just continuously doing or is it like, hey, there's been a sighting of, a, of an elf owl in Flagstaff. You got to get out there. Yes, yeah, I, I oh, research. you did research. And they're in Arizona. 
(laughs) (laughs) They are in Arizona, in the canyons, in Texas as well. Yeah. And uh, I met someone in a parking lot, and they said, you should come back here at 5 p.m. An elf owl will stick its head out. (laughs) And we came back at 5. We waited a minute. Sure enough, it stuck its head out and flew off for the night to go get its food. And there was a life bird for me. Oh, wow. Wow. Because that's one of the, like, from the list I was seeing, that's, like, one of the top 10 in the states, right? I mean, these lists, I'm sure they're not lying to me, but. Was it in, like, a saguaro cactus, or was it in? Uh, It was in a bigger tree. Okay. Um, I guess Flagstaff doesn't have saguaros up there. I don't know if it was in Flagstaff. That was just my example. Oh, okay. Yeah. And for Elfowl, they live up to their name. Um, They're incredibly tiny, probably the size of a soda can. Oh, wow. Uh, Maybe four or five inches. Oh, wow. Huh. And very difficult to see, obviously. So you need to see them coming in or out of their roofs. Right, right. How long have uh, have you been doing this? Like, when did it become a hobby? Uh, I, I grew up going on hikes with my parents to national parks, yeah. and we would look for birds. Okay. And uh, I, I kind of believe it's human nature. We all like competition. Sure. And so as I got to learn more about it, I, the listing became a very competitive aspect of it. Okay. And it stuck with me on and off throughout my life. Yeah. So do you have an actual like uh, like a like a list that you check off when you find or see something that you haven't seen before, or is it uh, just uh, like kind of you have it mentally? When I was a kid, I started pen and paper, yeah. and I got up to 530 birds. Jeez! Wow. And uh, I would list the date I saw them and where I saw them. Okay. And check them off in the bird book too. That's kind of what everyone did. Yeah. And then the internet was invented, and they made a bird site <laughs> called oh. eBird. Okay. eBird. Uh, which was. It serves as two purposes. The competitive aspect, you can list and keep track of everything. And they rank you? They like rank you. Wow. They rank you. I've fallen from the top 800 in the U.S. now. Oh, I'm, oh no. I'm now 824 until I go on this Colorado chicken tour in April. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll get back up to the <laughs> top. So Don't awesome. worry. Well, you're in the top 1,000. Top 1,000. I mean, that's, that's incredible. All time. All time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Wait. Uh, okay. So is, this is just... The competitiveness of it, where they rank you, this is basically, it's just a whole, it's a trust thing, yeah? I guess it's just... Yeah, and in addition, the eBird site is also used by scientists. Okay. So they look at data, populations, and trends, sure. see what's going on, where birds are sighted. Mm-hmm. They can plot it all on a map. And they've actually, they, they found out that over the last 40 or 50 years, the U.S. has had a decrease of 3 billion species of birds. So they're they're dying off left and right, and they're another 389 individual species that are currently at risk. Okay. So, uh, we're promoting conservation big time. The the episode I did right after bird watching was the cat wars, and it was talking oh, no. about about that. Oh no! I was so interested. Those cats. People gotta keep their cats inside. Three point four billion birds a year. Cats. Yeah, yeah. They're, I think they're kind of cool. I like cats personally. Oh, keep for them sure. inside though. Yeah, yeah they don't need inside. to be outside. They don't need to be predators. Yeah, keep them inside. Yeah, yeah. it's what, incredible though. What what is the the furthest you've traveled to to see a, to see a bird or several species of birds or whatever it may be? So I have several different stories of, of far adventures. Uh, the rarest one and one of the furthest ones I've traveled to see is a Tahiti petrel. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any idea what kind of bird a petrel is? No, but no. I assume b- being named Tahiti, it's <laughs> from like the Tahiti, like the islands over there, something like that. It, it is an ocean bird, yes. Right. Um, pe- petrels are, are, are an ocean species that uh, fly for nine months of the year. They wow. sleep with half their body resting, the other half kind of controlling their flight or sitting on the ocean sometimes. Huh. Um, they sleep in flight? Yes, a lot of birds do that to rest. I had no idea that. So they're like uh, like dolphins do that, I think, right? They like can sleep half of their brain at a time or something like that? Whales, yeah. Whales, yeah. maybe, okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, wow. So went down to Outer Banks, uh, took a boat out to the Gulf Stream, which is where the water gets 
much warmer. Yeah. There's a lot more food. That's where the birds are. Mm-hmm. And if it's a windy day, all they do is fly around and uh, use their amazing noses to sense where some food is. And so we boat around for 12 hours, dumping food out the back, chumming is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And it attracts all these different species of birds. And halfway through the trip, one of the guides freaked out. And when they freak out, you know something's going on. So <laughs> yeah. everyone runs to the back of the boat. And the guy's screaming, I think it's a Tahiti petrel. <laughs> uh, which is a code five bird, the rarest of the birds. First time it had been seen in the Atlantic Ocean, so that was definitely the rarest. And you were there the for that. Yeah. Holy crap! Uh, Co- talk, talk, yeah, I need the there's codes. codes. I need the. There, there are codes. Okay. Yeah. Code codes one and two are common. So a robin is, a, is a code one. Pigeon is <laughs> okay. a code one. Okay. Code two is a little more common, a little more difficult to get. Three, four, and five get increasingly hard. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've seen maybe two or three code four and five in my life. And so code five, I would imagine, are a bunch of endangered species and stuff like that as well, maybe? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Actually, code six might be inda- it might okay. be extinct. How hard okay. are they? <laughs> yes, code six is a dodo code bird six. or something yeah, yeah. like that. You have yeah. to tra- time travel. Yes. If anyone gets a code six, they're lying, okay? okay. Gotcha. <laughs> they're off of ebird.com. Yeah, that's right. Revoke their account, they're out. Like in, uh, in climbing, you know, there's like three like a 5.4 or whatever, are there points uh, like inside of those scales or, or everything just kind of falls inside of a, you can have like a 4.5 bird. No, uh, no. no there are no points, points, but species will move based on if a population is recovering or in mm. the decline. Okay. And um, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's just based on rarity. Yeah. 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 Okay. And cool. sometimes species split as well, which okay. is great for us listers. Then we get an extra species. We, if we've seen both right before. So oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So you're on the boat and then uh, they go crazy. How many people are on the boat? Like how many people, how many people do usually see hunting uh, a sighting of a bird? There's four guy, four or five guides on the boat, one, uh, one on each side and one on the top. Uh, there's 10 to 15 passengers because mm-hmm. it's a all day excursion. It's right. pretty tough. One of the women got seasick and she missed the bird. She was vomiting the whole time. Oh. So wait, what's yeah. that called? What's the, the term for it? There was one where it's like somebody, if you go to see a bird and everybody else sees it, you... Oh, what is that term? Hold on. I'm going to pull it up from my notes. Okay. I'm not sure what the term is. But while you're looking that up, I will answer one of your questions. You had asked about people listing and uh, how do you know if they're real or not? Right, right, right. Yeah. I guess it's like, is it an honor code type thing? It's it's like golf. It's an honor code. Okay. And once you mess up once or someone, everyone makes mistakes, obviously. Um, But but once you lie about a bird to either help your business, promote tourism Uh or whatever, then you're kind of blacklisted, you're banned and and not trusted anymore. Yeah. Um, And there are reviewers who review each checklist so they can reject it if if they don't uh, they don't think it's legit. Right. 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 Interesting. It's gripped off. That's I've, what that's I've, never heard that off gripped off. So that's what the younger birders are saying. This day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you asked me to define that, I would say a totally different definition. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe she was getting out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any other rare birds that you'd seen or, or like other stories like that, that you've gone? So, so last September I went down to South Bend for a Notre Dame UVA football game. I went mm-hmm. to UVA mm-hmm. go who's national champions. Yeah, that's right. Go. Uh, if you're, according to the Boylan Heights, uh, cups they're giving out now they're a dynasty <laughs> which i have a problem with i have a problem with that i was there last fall for a football game and i saw this cup and i sent it to all my friends and they were just like what the hell is this <laughs> dynasty anyway that's neither here nor there um so i flew into chicago a, a day early and thinking you know what i'm right by four states uh, i like to list for each state so these it was michigan okay. chicago uh, illinois indiana iowa so i'm like why don't i go to each state try to get a couple species some checklists and I also look up, I use eBird as a tool to see if there are any birds I've never seen before in the area. Okay. Hmm. 
So I did some research and there was a Eurasian tree sparrow. And that would have been, as you get as you get high in the list, it's increasingly more difficult to find birds. And I thought to myself, when am I ever going to go back to Iowa? Right. Probably never. Right? Yeah. It was a six-hour drive to get for, to get that bird. <laughs> so I drove out. Rented six, a car? and Yeah, rented a six car. Six each way? Drove out, yeah. Yeah, it's 12 hours. Yeah, <laughs> 12 hours of my time to get four new states wow. and one new species. And so I made it to uh, Iowa by uh, 5 p.m. Okay. Uh, by, by three, go for a hike for two hours. Yep. Don't see it. I'm I'm pissed off. Uh-huh. But you know that, that happens sometimes. You, you do it for the adventure too, for the rush. Yeah, sure. I like nature. Um, go back to the parking lot, and then twelve of them fly in right next to my car as I'm leaving. What? Jackpot! Amazing. They, they came deep. to you. Yeah, that's incredible. That's pretty cool. So, so you said that was. Did the you get back and your? Did you get back and kind of freak out? Like I just went on this. Like, I, I, or, I was on a natural high. I couldn't. I was like, this is amazing. This, amazing. this, is, this was worth it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are times when you do these day trips. Like I went to. Atlantic City, there's a, a, a big National Wildlife Refuge outside Atlantic City. Uh, there's a jeer falcon, one of the birds you guys were struggling to... Yep, to, I had that on my list again jeer, today. Jeer falcon? Jeer falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, falcon. The, the, <laughs> the, they're so rare that they won't list them in eBird, so you don't know where the location is. Oh. Um, rare and people are worried that falconers will come if they uh-huh. know their location and trap the birds. Sure. Huh. So word of mouth, usually Facebook. Gossipy old ladies mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who are very nice. They're very nice, by the way. Don't want to be on their bad side. Um, they say, yeah, the thing of deer falcon was spotted. Uh, Edwin Forsyth National Wildlife Refuge just outside Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So get in the car with a friend from D.C., take the three-hour drive up, spend six hours waiting for the hawk to, or the falcon to, to come. As it's getting dark, we're like, okay, let's go to the visitor center. We'll do one more loop and go. Mm-hmm. She she had to go to the bathroom as well. Uh, we drive back 15 minutes later, and of course, they just saw it. It just flew by right by the, everyone's car. Oh, so wow. there are times when you miss it, too. Oh, yeah. No. Um, but so man. do birds like that um, like visit that same territory more than once? Like You know you could go back there at some point and see that bird? No, no. These these falcons travel hundreds and hundreds of miles. So you never know when they're going to leave a site. You know, if there's a lot of food, if, if stuff is frozen over, mm-hmm. it'll tend to shift w- where you may see them. Um, so you just have to... Know the right people. Get on Twitter too, I guess. Ah, uh, Twitter. Yeah, a lot Bird of people like Twitter. to tweet. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Huh? Interesting. So, but you, so you said you got into this, I guess, mostly from from your parents. Are they are they birders as well? Or are they just like they were like nature, going to parks and hiking and that kind of thing? Yeah, my dad is a okay. is a big bird watcher. Okay. I still take a lot of these trips with him. Oh, awesome! Very cool. And it, I didn't want to study it in school, but on, on the side, I'll read read books about it. Mm-hmm. And as you meet more and more people in the field you appreciate how much they know about the topic they can identify every bird by sound they know all their behavior they know the jizz which is the general impression of shape and size okay it's huh. an identification term yes, yes. <laughs> scientific yeah. Fun, some some completely cl- well, scientific. No, so this, class clown came so, up with that one yeah the jizz <laughs> so this brings up an interesting point that i i thought was almost entertaining when i found out about it but yeah you don't need to actually visibly see the bird to to scratch it off your list you can hear it or be around like if you're in a place where the trees are really maybe a hundred foot tree or something you can't see it but you can hear it that counts as seeing it exactly and there's some birds you really can only hear like rails which are uh wetland birds Mm -hmm. small little chicken birds that run through the grass they rarely come out so you can you edit those and owls as well mostly right Mm -hmm. um 
birds will respond to song to playback if you play audio but um we still count them if we heard them okay yeah. would people find that to be i don't know cheating to some degree if you went and played a, a uh song to get a response like you kind of needed to Is see it like it shining a deer and then shooting it um i mean y'all had mentioned controversy this would be the biggest controversy if if, if a guide which is something you, you had asked about how to classify birders yeah you can make money if you are a guide and good at it you can make a quite a lot of money especially if you know where the rare birds are at okay mm-hmm um, sorry, what was the question I got? Just of uh, like, is there a controversy of using certain methods to kind oh. of draw a bird out or something? So, th- playing audio is controversial because playing a song, you get a reaction from a bird. It's either defensive, it's protecting mm-hmm. his territory, or mm-hmm. it could be late at night on a cold winter day and you're making the bird use its last of its energy to, to come out and respond to your, your, your song before it, yeah. Before oh, so has, it like, is there like a human? inhumane type thing or not yeah, you know yeah, it's exactly like a, yeah. exactly oh. so there's certain species you can use playback and other people say you should never use it but with smartphones now they're apps where you can just play it yeah we can buy 20 dollars speakers off amazon and right. go around playing all the songs mm-hmm. okay um other people will whistle i haven't gotten as good at that <laughs> right <Huh. laughs> that's whistling is more it. the that's, bird purists that's, that's a yeah, pure form yeah. yeah if you can yeah. whistle it i think you should be able to do it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> i agree well uh I'm almost embarrassed to do this now because you've hit me with so much more information than I expected. I don't know why I didn't expect. I just you know a ton of stuff, but I did pull up a few YouTube clips of birds making Uh-oh. their noises. Oh no! Kind of want to test your knowledge if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do, do you have any idea if they're local birds, U.S. birds? They are U.S. birds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's only three of them. Let's go for All it. All right. Here's the first let's one. Do it. These are not intended yeah. to trick you either. I think yeah. they're just <laughs> oh, like mixing birds together. Right. I just mean like it's not like I didn't look up like what's the rarest bird sound. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like so this 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 is a common bird I believe, but it also sounds like four other different species. Oh, okay. So when I hear this, I check where I am, where my location is, that the habitat, and the time of day as well. I believe that's the American robin. That is the robin. Wow. Yeah. Well done. One All for right. One. one for one. Number two. Oh, that does make sense. Just hearing it, you can't. You do need to kind of has come context. Yeah, so, am, yeah, I, am I Virginia, Virginia or Alaska? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am, I strip, am I at a strip club in New Orleans? <laughs> you, you, you never know. Bird, you bird calling. <laughs> I, I, I saw how many species, at least six species coming here. I saw a bald eagle on his nest really? just, just driving down to the studio today. So they're all, I, I encourage you guys to look up. Yeah. You can see hawks, all kinds of stuff when you're. We're always walk, looking walk down around. at our phones. You can look yeah, around yeah. and see a bald eagle. There yeah, was yeah. an episode of uh, Planet Earth, like one of the last ones, where the last episode was urban, like really cool animals that live amongst us. And they were talking about hawks like in New York, like just all this stuff happening right around us. It's crazy. Yeah. Last year I live right across the street. And as I walked down to the Metro each morning, I would occasionally notice peregrine falcons circling overhead. So I, I know they nest in the top of these buildings up here too. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Should we do number two? Number two. Should yeah. I make Michael guess first? Yeah. Yeah. Make oh, him no, guess I first. can't even yeah. come up with species. <laughs> Here's number two. There's a lot of birds in this one. Yeah. That one. This is a pretty common one, Michael. I know you've seen this before. Oh, there's a lot of birds singing in here now. An Oriole. It's not an Oriole. Do you know what it is? Have you seen an Oriole before? No, I don't know. (laughs) It sounds like a Northern Cardinal. That's a Cardinal. Cardinal. That is a Cardinal. The the common birds make five or six different sounds. That's the, the, the most common sound for a Cardinal, I think, is a kissing sound. Like, ah. 
Okay. Not that sound. So, Michael, I see why you're confused. Yes. <laughs> it was easy. It sounded a lot like an Oriole. It was actually an Oriole doing a Cardinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was meant to confuse me. Yeah, that was kind of unfair. There were several extra birds in the background trying to get their stage time, I think, as well. All right. And, last... and, and you know, northern mockingbirds, one of the most common birds here, mockingbird, they yeah. they mimic birds all the time, too. So, again, if... if if I, it, it depends on the cadence, the location. There's a lot of different stuff that helps narrow it down. So huh. when you first start, you think everything sounds the same. But as you start to narrow it down, it, make, it becomes a lot easier. Sure. Why would they imitate another bird sound? Do you know why they would do that? I, I, I don't know. There's there's a bird in Australia that mimics like car alarms and all, all kinds of weird sounds. I, I, I don't know why they do this. Huh. Yeah. I wonder why even like parrots will mock or you know mimic yeah, things yeah. they hear in the house and like say different words they've heard their owners say and that kind of thing because it's not like they're mocking a, an eagle or a hawk you know right. they're just mocking a, a cardinal yeah, how, yeah. how scary right, like, is that yeah they're not trying to make something stay away <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of odd huh they're just little assholes i guess yeah maybe yeah. they just want to be included <laughs> maybe yeah maybe all right here's the next one <laughs> oh Oh, jeez. I feel like that's something you'd hear around around the ocean. I don't know. Maybe that's... Don't listen to Michael. Yeah, don't listen to me. But I don't know, actually, but I don't see an ocean in this video. <laughs> <laughs> Those sound like doves, but I don't think that's what it is. Are they rock pigeons? Uh, this is a, apparently, according to this video, there's a whipping crane called. Oh, a whipping crane. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so I kind of had like a water aspect yeah. to it <laughs> was that not a whooping crane i have no, no idea. It, it, it might be but yeah. that's one of the rarest birds in the u.s there's like what a thousand left of them okay maybe that was trying to trick you a little yeah, bit that, that was on that, the list that, <laughs> that was a good one you got me good do you have anything on your list that you really want to go get they're birds that i've tried for five or six times for and i haven't got yet i'm really annoyed about like on ski trips at high elevation there's three types of rosy finches mm-hmm. black crown gray crown and one other kind and I've tried many times after after drinking all night, I wake up on two hours of sleep, take the car out in the snow, and I'm standing there waiting for these birds to show up in no dice. So they're they're on my list. Okay. So I kind of like how you sort of, I'm going to go to this state or I'll go on this trip, and then I'll see what else I can see while I'm there. So it's it's sort of like a mixture of killing two birds with one stone. We, don't, we do not kill birds on this podcast. We do not. Michael. No, right? we don't. <laughs> we don't talk about that. That is cool, though. Yeah. I do like that. All right, you want to try one more? Yeah, yeah, let's try one more. That's the last one here. (laughs) (laughs) Guys! Sorry, that was just... (laughs) Oh, funny Michael. (laughs) That was just Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) Funny Michael. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. I had to throw that in there. Oh, man. Um, Who is... uh, Do you... Like the number one guy on the number one person on the list right now. Do you know who that is? Is he like is he is she like a, a like a renowned birder on eBird? Uh, I'm sure other people talk about him, but yeah. no, I, I couldn't even tell you the name right now. Okay, uh, m- my goal is to get 800 species, then that'd be a lifetime goal. Okay, I'm at 672 right now. So now wow. now like one trip, one species, pretty much if I'm lucky. Yeah. Is this all in the United States? It's all in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, okay. What about international stuff? Are there, I'm sure there's birds elsewhere that can't be found here. That is that included in the eBirds as well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I have state pe- state goals. Okay. 
continent goals and okay. then world goals as well. I think you had mentioned 7,000 species was like an elite. That that would also be another lifetime goal. That's right. insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the list that I'd always seen was 10,000, like 10,000 total species on the planet. And nobody, I don't think, has seen them all. Um, no. But um, I was very interested in that that woman who was the oh yeah i forgot her name now uh, i have to look her up i can look her up in my notes real quick just uh I, i've never phoebe heard of schnetzinger phoebe. phoebe schnetzinger daughter of uh, leo burnett the advertising guy mm-hmm. took his well like like got the inheritance and then went on just an absolute like lived her life fully but uh kind eight, of a dramatic eight thousand yeah yeah eight thousand forty bird species she saw that's incredible wow. i have like i believe ten thousand seven hundred that's that's pretty impressive that's i mean that's crazy yeah and you know the this this is going to be my sappy speech for for the podcast, but uh, the joy in finding a rare bird at, versus the the joy in finding a cardinal is for me is equal. Uh, this this is a it's a passion, uh, you know, getting out there in nature. Uh, it can be a form of exercise, relaxation, whatever you might call it, but uh, it, it brings out pure joy, and that's why so many people do it. And yeah. I, I I I I'm sad that in this day and age of technology, like you said, people are looking at their phones. They're not looking up. They're not stopping to smell the flowers anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, it, so to that and it, to that point, I like the phones. Like people playing that stupid Pokemon game. How is it any different? It's, it's not any. It's different. not any different. Yeah. You could go see a real bird. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's, people got to put their phones down. And it, right. it, it's just listen to our podcast while you do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, P- play the bird sounds in the background. That's Maybe right. it'll yeah. draw them in. That's right. Hmm. What would be in your uh, like a bird watching starter kit? Like, like what do you what do you need really? I mean, other than just your legs and your Ambition. eyes, yes, your ears. Well, first off, drugs, obviously. Yes. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you, you honestly, the binoculars can be expensive, especially a good pair. You don't mm-hmm. really even need binoculars, right? Uh, you you, uh, you can identify most things by sound. Obviously, as a start, as a newcomer, it'd be more difficult. But mm-hmm. you really don't need anything. Just a pair of shoes and get out in nature. Uh, I, I learned the most not from reading and studying the books, but just from walking and talking to other people that knew more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- even in even this area, DC is one of the greenest cities in the in the country. There's so many pocket parks here where you can find stuff. Yeah, awesome. Uh, on that, anytime you like, when you want to go, I'm 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 up for going to see something kind of cool. You, you want to start a list? You down for a life list now? I don't know if I'd start like a, a full list and do this, but I certainly want to get out in nature, go do something, see see something that's kind of not necessarily need to go see the rarest bird ever, but go see, let's go track down a bald eagle around here. So, I mean, I know just playing East Potomac early in the morning, you can see that kind of stuff, but maybe with the purpose of going to see a bird, I'm, I'm in. Oh yeah. That sounds fantastic. Just, just this week, I've gotten rare bird alerts for a pink footed goose, which is a two and a half hour drive from here in Delaware. And, um, uh, Leconte Sparrow in, in Occoquan, 30 minutes south of here. So, um, yeah, anytime you want to go. I'm in. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'm in. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, Marco, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, do you have anything else you want to uh, touch on? Like no. Anything you want to plug? Yeah. <laughs> anything you want to say? Anything we, at all. Yeah. No, I thank you all for having me on. This is my first ever podcast, so I hope that I was... You got a good podcasting uh, voice. I hope that had yeah, some good pregnant pauses. <laughs> you can't see this, but he's got his podcasting notes in front of him right now. He's a oh, yeah. seasoned vet over here. He doesn't work. He's way on more professional podcast. than anybody on this podcast has ever been. So. I didn't make burden notes. I made it. I made podcasting. That's, notes. Right. That's right. Pregnant I, pauses. I, I watched some Obama speeches on YouTube too, because I thought you wanted to have voice inflection, but I, yeah. I, 
I, I see now maybe it's better just to have a same, the same tone going through. Yeah. It might sound a little bit more pleasing to the ears. I think so. We're not running for president necessarily, but hey. Maybe, Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. Well, thanks so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah. I have a huge newfound respect for birding. My pleasure. Uh, thanks, guys. Hope, hope to get out there sometime and do it. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Thanks. All right. Bye.